0: In the world of botanical crime, every leaf tells a story and every petal hides a clue. Detectives Bloom and Basil get to the root of the most heinous crime. The destruction of a prized rose garden.
1: Looks like we got a real thorny situation here, Bloom. The perp didn't hold back.
2: Indeed, Basil. This isn't just vandalism, it's a targeted attack in the heart of the garden.
0: Dr. Lily, resident botanist, arrives on scene to examine the roses.
2: Detectives, I've examined the rose bushes.
0: It appears they were subject to a potent herbicide, a deliberate act of sabotage.
1: So we're dealing with a calculated perpetrator. Someone who knows their way around a garden.
2: Agreed, Basil. Finding our suspect won't be a walk in the park. We'll need to dig deeper.
0: As the investigation unfolds, the detectives turn to question the creator of this plant paradise, Mr. Thorne.
1: Detectives, I assure you, I have nothing to hide. The Rose Garden was my pride. Enjoy, a sanctuary. Can you account for your whereabouts during the time of the incident? I was in the greenhouse, tending my orchids, I swear. I have nothing to do with this senseless act of destruction. My roses are expected to take
2: best in show at the Flower Power Festival. Well, if it's not Mr. Thorne, it has to be someone with access to this kind of herbicide, wants the Flower Power crown, and can get in undetected. Come on, let's find this perp.
0: One by one, gardeners were interviewed and leaves were examined. Our detectives inched closer to cracking the case. A rival botanist by the name of Mr. Mole seeked to sabotage and steal his prized specimens
2: well 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 looks like we've uncovered a thorn in mr Thorne's side this gardener's green with envy you're under arrest mr mole <laughs>
1: i would have gotten away with it if it weren't for you detectives digging around seems our suspect's ambition got the better of them but in the end the only thing they cultivated is a one-way ticket to jail and so Our
0: tale of floral forensics comes to a close. Justice was served. The gardening community came together to plant more roses that would return the garden to its former glory.
2: Welcome back to the Helpful Gardeners Podcast. A huge thank you to Brian, Diane, Dan, and Sydney from the Golden Acre Home and Garden team who lent their voices to our garden crime play. This week, we're talking about garden crime, garden court. What kinds of weird garden laws should you be aware of as we prepare for another growing season?
1: wait, are we talking like actual crimes? Or are we talking about like fashion crimes? Like you can't put begonias with geraniums.
2: <laughs> that is definitely another type of crime. But it's interesting because sometimes um, when we're gardening, we do have to be aware of, you know, bylaws yep. that cities have. Or as a landscaper, like you were saying for yourself, you had to adhere to a lot of rules to make sure that you were gardening responsibly, right? Yep.
1: You know that they had to make a law because things happened somewhere down the line and they had to make a law. But some of them just don't make sense <laughs> some of them okay so and 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 again i want to make this abundantly clear wherever you're listening from in our neck of the woods or across canada or further afield anything we're talking about here are, are laws that we've heard from places every bylaw is different yes so a law here in calgary might be different than in erdry which is seven minutes from here
2: exactly yeah always do your research yeah
1: one that always makes me laugh, if your next door neighbor has a tree, yeah. and that tree is overhanging your property, yes, you are allowed to prune the branches back from that of your property. Okay. Okay. However, you cannot trespass on the neighbor's property to do it. So if you damage the tree by pruning it, you are responsible for damaging the tree, although you are allowed to prune it, but you are not allowed to go on the property Even if that entails pruning it correctly. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) And it's like, so what am I meant? And then if those leaves fall off the tree onto your property, your neighbor is technically responsible for picking them up, but they are not allowed to trespass on your property to pick them up.
2: What? So, So who cleans up the leaves? Well,
1: for the most part, I guess everybody does. But if you hate your neighbor so much that you're like, these leaves are your problem, you have to clean them up. Can I come over and clean them up? No, I don't want you on my property. Score. Yeah, like, (laughs) it's like, well, how are we going to work? And we know uh, when there's people working on a property next door, it can get a little annoying for the neighbors. Normally, the people who are paying for the project don't mind because their work is getting done. We get that it could be annoying. We would walk onto a neighbor's property and blow all of the leaves off their driveway. Okay, clean all of the leaves off of their lawn. Uh, if the lawns were connected, we would rake and we would also fertilize the lawn.
2: Wow, that's really nice. Yeah,
1: you know, that whole thing, uh, good fences make good neighbors. No, good neighbors make good neighbors, yeah. right? So we would try and be polite. But there were some people, There was there was a guy one time, don't remember his name, so I'm not outing anybody. And he came out and lost his mind on me, screaming at me, threatening to call the police because apparently I had stepped on his lawn. One of, like, literally I stepped back with the blower and I, I stepped on his lawn. His lawn was not a golf green. Let me just say that. Oh. It looked like my lawn does now with dandelions yeah. and plantains And it. Of course, I was like, sorry, I didn't mean to. Nope, he went off. I'm breaking the law. I had no right to step on his property.
2: What? What happened? Did they call bylaw?
1: So him and I had a uh, war of words. It never, it didn't develop more than that. And he went back into his house. Oh, good. But here's, here's the kicker. He was legally correct. Mm-hmm. He, I stepped on his property. I did not have the right to do that. Yeah. So legal, and that's where these laws get weird.
2: Yes. Uh, exact measurements of yep. how far you need to be away from something or. How
1: tall your shed can be. Exactly. How deep a pond can be. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. And then you can get into some places. Thankfully, as far as I know, we don't have this in Canada and I don't want to. Uh, But sometimes in the States, you can get into uh, the homeowners uh, associations that uh, they can tell you you cannot have a bench in your yard.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, even our townhouse complex has rules on things that you can't do. You can't change the aesthetic of the of the houses. You can't paint anything. You can't even though you own the townhouse, you're part of a collective. With specific rules to make sure that things stay aesthetically pleasing, and a lot of that falls down to the property value, right? Yeah,
1: Here, here's a funny one, and this this isn't actually a law, but this one always made me laugh. I'm not going to name streets, but this was back in Montreal, and it was a uh, a duplex, so it was two houses connected, and they shared a yard. And we we I, I'll also make note we did not landscape either of these properties. Okay, okay? we we weren't involved at all. One of the properties, every single flower on there, including the flowering trees and their shrubs, was in the red spectrum. So they had a very monochromatic garden. Oh. All of their planters, all of their annuals, everything was red. Their bulbs were red. Wow. Okay, so like uh, red tulips, red geraniums, red, red, red. I was like, okay, well, I, it, I know monochromatic theme works. The normal monochromatic you see is white. Yes. Okay, a lot of people do uh, the white and the green, and it looks amazing if it's done properly. And then we found out that the two people who shared had a common wall between the houses hated each other, and the one on the other side despised the color red. Oh, my goodness. And I was like, I I can go two ways on this. (laughs) Part of me is like, how incredibly petty that you're hurting your own enjoyment of your garden because all you're doing is planting red to upset somebody but then I'm like, well, maybe they don't even care about the garden. No. And they're just like, I can tell us about the garden. Ha, 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 win, win. <laughs> but it, it, again, they're not breaking any law, but you are literally driving this person mad. And I'm like, I, I can't imagine that's a good... Like, where do you draw the line?
2: No, no, exactly. I mean, and all of these garden laws, we're thinking probably stemmed from a certain incident like that, right? Yep. And then it got really complicated. And now they make it a thing for everybody.
1: Yep. and And... Okay, so I'm, I'm going to talk about trees again because trees are a very common one. If your neighbor has an apple tree, okay, mm-hmm. and that apple tree overhangs your property and you pick an apple and eat it, yeah. that's theft. You took fruit that wasn't yours. It's their tree, not what? yours. So what yeah. are they
2: doing with the squirrels? Yeah. <laughs> Squ- yeah. Squirrel court. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Apparently they got away with it, the little scoff laws. Yeah,
2: right? But yeah, it is. I would pin it on a squirrel personally.
1: Yeah. <laughs> they've got, a- they've got video camera <laughs> of you scrunching an apple. You're like, must have been a squirrel, man, <laughs> throwing the apple cause in the garden. <laughs> but it's actually theft if you take that apple. All, all, and we've all seen this, I think, especially in Calgary, where raspberries grow through a fence. Yeah. Right? If you pick a raspberry off that, that is technically, legally, that is theft.
2: So what if it's in a public place? Like like in Vancouver, for example, they have raspberry bushes or blackberry bushes growing everywhere. Yeah. So if it's on public land, is that then the no, city I, owns it? Or I believe
1: so. And I believe you're allowed to pick them. Again, check. So in yeah. England, I know for a fact, people would go out into, uh, we, we had a thing that was called uh, the Briar Path. Oh. Uh, and it was just a, a little woodland walk, some farmlands and whatnot. Uh, And there were typical, like, Vancouver, where there were hedgerows of raspberries and blackberries. But when they came ripe, everybody would go with buckets and and pick a ton and then make raspberry crumble and pies and whatnot. Totally legal. Mm -hmm. The the city want you to do it. The the birds are eating it. The squirrels are eating it. People are eating it. Fantastic. What a great resource. But if it's your neighbor and it's on your property, not allowed. Huh. And then uh, if that fruit falls off your tree, off their tree and lands on your grass— and you pick it up after it has fallen off the tree, it is still theft.
2: It's still theft.
1: Yep. And they are responsible for cleaning up those apples.
2: But they can't go on your yard.
1: Not without permission.
2: <laughs> and so... Uh-
1: I'm like, I'm sorry, but if, if your tree is growing on my property, you don't want me to cut it back because it may damage the tree.
2: It should almost be your responsibility to prune it so that it doesn't overhang their property, right? I, th-
1: that would make more sense. Yeah, it would. That would make more sense that if you... Because here's another uh, law I was reading. If you plant a tree in your yard, so you, in the middle of the yard, it's not going to overhang your neighbor's fence. Yeah. And that tree gets big and casts shade into your neighbor's yard yeah you might have to compensate your neighbor or be forced to cut your tree down and they're like yeah you have to understand what that tree will look like in 20 years and i'm like no wonder so so many people get so defensive
2: well yeah how many times do we go and we're like your garden is your blank canvas right you know you there's so many things that you can do but then you kind of have to stop and think to yourself like what are the consequences of everything that I'm choosing?
1: If I have a garden and it's nothing but grass and I move in and I decide to build it and I put an apple tree in there and my apple tree hangs over your fence and you pick those apples, all I'm going to say to you is bon appetit. Yeah. And if you say, hey, can you prune your tree? I don't want it over my fence. I will prune my tree. Mm -hmm. And if the leaves fall and you have no other tree on your property and it is just my leaves and you're like, oh, that is causing me... Uh, a great deal of distress, I don't like this, I will clean them up. Mm-hmm. I would like to hear the flip side because I can't fathom that, that why would you be that upset over a tree growing over your property? I, it would make me happy.
2: I honestly think that a lot of it stems from perhaps a sour relationship with that neighbor or like when you were talking about your landscaping days and you stepped on the lawn, You know, maybe they were already upset at the fact that there was noise going on and there was construction going yep. on and whatever. And so I think it's not the act itself of like picking up apples or whatever from the other side of the fence. I think it stems a little, it's rooted a little deeper in that.
1: I would, I would hope so. Have you ever heard about people naturalizing their property?
2: Is that like introducing um, like native plants and 100%, stuff? 100%,
1: yeah. Yeah? Okay. So there was a big case uh, years ago. I believe it was in Ontario. A house naturalized the lawn. Now, it wasn't uncared for. It was naturalized, so they planted native grasses to the area, and they put in some shrubs and refused to use pesticides and herbicides, and they allowed it to naturalize. And the neighbors complained that it was uh, overgrown and shabby. They actually started getting letters from the city that if they didn't take care of it, the city would at their expense. Wow. So massive shout out to Calgary uh, for the Yard Smart program. Yes. By Calgary, I encourage you to naturalize your property. Yeah. I yeah. love that. But there are certain municipalities that are like, no, in your front, you you have to have lawn and your lawn has to be at this height, you know? And that's where I find it, again, to be very weird that we allow people to, you know, have these homes and have their gardens and we talk about uh, nature and the environment and then you go, nope, has to be grass. Yeah.
2: Well, and that's if it's enforced, right?
1: Yeah. But I've got to believe if you're that strict, people are going to enforce it. Yeah. It's interesting. And then and then another one that I'm going to bring up, uh, World Naked Gardening Day.
2: Oh, gosh. That's such a good one. Yeah. It's
1: so true. Yeah. So <laughs> if the only way to see into your backyard is to walk up, go on tippy toes, and look over your fence into your backyard, you're still not allowed to be naked in your own no, backyard. No, not allowed. And I'm like... Why? Like <laughs> you have to go out of your way to look in my yard, yeah. and I can't have fun in my own yard. Nope, against the law. No, nope. there's laws, and and they just some of them just don't make sense to me.
2: No, you know, and then getting into some of the ones that I, I noticed over in Ontario, lemonade stands are a bit of a controversy. So for the most part, How? like obviously, the, did you ever have a lemonade stand growing up?
1: Uh, no, that, that was not an English no? thing. No, uh,
2: I, I loved them.
1: As a landscaper? Yeah. I also loved them. <laughs> yes. On a very hot day and there's a kid <laughs> selling lemonade, you're like, uh, yeah. yeah, I'll yeah. take eight.
2: Yeah, exactly. Well, um, what if I told you that it needs to be licensed because you're selling a product consumed by humans?
1: But you're eight, so you can't get a license.
2: I know, but like, it's, it's weird. I heard about instances in what, Collingwood, Oshawa, Ajax. I mean, it's obviously only... If it's enforced. So if somebody complains, oh, they're having a lemonade stand, and then the bylaw officer will come and be like, can you take down the lemonade stand? Because I mean, technically, you're supposed to be licensed. You're selling a product consumed by humans. So
1: that's an easy fix by the city that they could say, hey, kids' lemonade stands don't have to be licensed. Drink it at your own risk.
2: Yeah, that's true. That's actually a good point.
1: Like, is Canada Revenue going to go after them? Because I'm pretty sure those eight-year-olds aren't charging GST. How much is it for lemonade? It's $1. 5 you yeah. You're like, oh, man. You got to
2: take down Facebook Marketplace yeah, too then, right? Exactly like. Um What about this one? Um, a cutting grass curfew. What time in Calgary can you be allowed up until?
1: I'd say you're not allowed to cut your grass any later. You can't start. It has to be stopped by 9 p.m.
2: Yeah. So in Calgary, I checked out the bylaw and it said Monday through Saturday, you can go until 10 o'clock. In some areas, though, across the country, you cannot mow your lawn after 4 p.m. After? (laughs) On Saturdays and Sundays and holidays. So during the week, it's a little bit longer, but Saturday, Sundays and holidays, you can't mow your lawn after 4 p.m. This is a a little place in, in Quebec, but I also heard that I think some areas in B.C. are also the same.
1: So here's something I'm willing to compromise on. I think 10 p.m. is a little bit too late.
2: Yeah, yeah, I, can I think see 10 that.
1: p.m., it, a lot of people have those big gas-powered mowers. Summertime, when you're cutting the grass, windows are open. Yeah. Somebody might have to wake up at uh, 4 o'clock in the morning to go to work. Yeah. But I'm also willing to say that 4 p.m. is a little early. It
2: is. It does seem a little early, yeah. doesn't it? And, and I personally love the sound of lawnmowers. I don't mow lawns, but I love the sound of it. <laughs> You know, <laughs> it's like loving the, the smell of coffee, but not liking coffee, right? Yeah. What about hanging laundry? Did you ever hang laundry in your yard?
1: Oh, my God. My my <laughs> mom uh, adores that. She It's her favorite thing in the world. Yeah. And actually, in, in New Brunswick, we had mm-hmm. one of those huge yards, and we had one of those poly ones.
2: Did you have just one? Yeah. You did? Yeah. Okay, I had one as well. My mom also really loved it. But it's interesting, because in Mississauga... You're only allowed one clothesline per home. It's a bylaw called the clothesline bylaw. An extra one's allowed for homes with second units. And the clothesline must be in the backyard at least 1.25 meters from all property lines and a maximum height of three meters. How specific is that, wow. hey?
1: <laughs> Never thought about it. No, I've never... Like, it's just a clothesline.
2: I'm like, in this economy, you put up six clotheslines. Yeah, I, like,
1: wasn't that like a whole commercial thing? Like, um... Like, bounce sheets, like, don't they try and replicate the smell of outside? Yeah. And, and like, when people bring the laundry in and they're smelling it. and yes.
2: What about parking? Do you ever park in your yard?
1: I, I, in the driveway. In the driveway? I, yeah.
2: Well, in Regina, they like to park on the front lawn. <laughs> okay, this is what I've heard. Okay, this Go is what I've heard. Go
1: Saskatchewan.
2: <laughs> but they actually have a law now, a bylaw um, in Regina, that uh, prohibits you from parking in your front lawn. Actually in twenty nineteen <laughs> I, <just, yeah. laughs> I know, I just, I know and, and like and like I don't know, they people have opinions about Alberta, right? And they have opinions about yep. Calgary and But Laws we Laws don't always do sound, that.
1: the thing is though, <laughs> it's always easy to, you know, look over the fence, if yeah. you will, uh, and go, Well, that makes no sense. Because well, Well, like, oh, they they have to have that with their clotheslines. And they're like, yeah, you can cut your grass at 10 o'clock at night. I know.
2: Uh, Yeah. Oh, yeah. We can park on our lawn. Like Back in 2019, Regina actually reported that they received around 300 complaints for people parking on their lawns. You know, my dad used to park.
1: Yeah, like, but okay, is it is it because of an environmental thing or an aesthetic thing? Is it don't park on your lawn because if you have an oil leak, it can get into the ground.
2: That's 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 true. Yeah. Yep,
1: yeah, but then again, if I have an oil leak on my driveway and my driveway is angled, yep. it could still run into the ground. That's so true too. Yeah. When I was in Greece, you'd see I'd say eighty percent of everybody driving a scooter or a motorbike is not wearing a helmet. Yeah. Okay. And Greece are part of the European Union. Yeah. And they're pretty strict with some laws. Uh, So I was like, Harry, you got to look this up for me, dude. We're driving and, and obviously I can't be on my phone. And I'm like, what is the law with helmets in Greece? So Harry Googled it for me. Don't hold me to these dates. But it was something like in 1992, Greece passed a law that helmets were mandatory for all scooters and motorbikes, but it was still considered optional. What? That's what I, I'm like, <laughs> how can a law be optional? Be like, you're not allowed to park on your front lawn unless you want to.
2: Oh, see, I think that that is culture dictating law. Yeah. That's not the other way around. Yeah.
1: But I was like, okay, sure. Because you'd literally see them on their scooters driving by cops. Yeah. No helmet on. Oh, yeah. and Nothing, no reaction. <laughs> but... I, I, I kind of like that. Like, yeah. okay, look, we really don't want you to do it, but if you're going to do it, eh, it's a victimless <laughs> <Yeah>. crime. <laughs> we have warned you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, you know the law. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. But here's my favorite one, Backyard Chickens.
1: Oh, right? because that's this a, is
2: something I'm totally on board with. Yep, we never were allowed backyard chickens, and I didn't realize this. We're not Calgary's not the only city in the country that allows you to yep. have backyard chickens. That's a
1: great one. It's I love that. Such Brandy. a great one. Yep. Like,
2: okay, I'm not going to lie to you. Brad and I are going to be buying a house this year, and we are already putting backyard chickens in our plan. I don't know. It's just a funny You're going to name them, aren't you? Yes, of course. <laughs> of course. Of course. Um, but it's interesting because there's a lot of uh, a lot of laws around even backyard chickens to make sure that you are doing it in a respectful yep. and responsible way.
1: I think I should be allowed a backyard goat. Yes. Like <laughs> I would name my goat. I would probably name my chickens too. I don't name plants. Um, but why can't I have a goat? Yeah like I, I i but chickens yeah <laughs> i i right? absolutely think we should <laughs> yeah, be allowed chickens yeah. you can have rabbits
2: oh yeah yeah exactly yeah. we're going to kind of narrow the lens a little bit to just calgary because okay. that's where we're from
1: Fair. and yep.
2: this is a nice like even playing field because we're going to play the prices right
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right i so, love it
2: i went on the city of calgary's website and okay. looked up some common bylaws with regards to your yard and what you're gonna do is I am going to describe it and you're gonna tell me what the fine is for breaking it.
1: <laughs>
2: Are you ready to play? And its
1: price is right. And it's price uh, is right. Okay, rules. I'm not gonna be a jerk and like wager one dollar on everything.
2: <laughs> okay, I'm ready. so the first one is composting. You must not place or allow to be placed feces, uh, parts of animals or animal meat on a composting pile it can't be offensive odors or attracting pests. So, yeah, that's reasonable. Say you put your dog poop in your composting. So this isn't the green bin, yeah. in your composting bin. What do you think the fine is for that? 200 bucks. <laughs> $75.
1: Oh, whoa. <laughs> City don't, okay. City don't want me in charge of 70 that's what I meant.
2: Yes, exactly, okay, $200. So, uh,
1: I lost that one. Sorry.
2: Okay, the next one is... You know,
1: it's not fair because impressions Right, they normally have an audience behind them shouting answers. Just...
2: <laughs> oh, sorry, they shout answers. <laughs> you just immediately heckle me.
1: <laughs> yeah, normally they're shouting like, 110, 78. You're like, boo! <laughs> you suck.
2: So the next one is a refrigerator in your backyard outside (laughs) this is a bylaw I kid you not so your refrigerator um, and freezer must have hinges and latches or lids and doors the appliance must be kept out of public view when stored outside so what happens if you break this law how much do you have to pay oh my
1: god For that, uh, I'm gonna say, uh, cause that could be a safety concern if a kid sees it, they may mm-hmm. go and they might get trapped inside and uh, that could cause something very horrible to happen. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna say that's $250. Ding
2: ding ding. Oh yeah, yeah there we are. Okay. There you go. Next one is a fire hydrant on your property. Okay. Any obstructions such as hedges, shrubs, trees, fences, materials, you have to keep two meters clear. On either side of this fire hydrant. Okay, and that's, that's for fun. the fire department, yep, right? That's, fun. that's very important yep, reason. I'm
1: done with that. So, what do you think the fine is? Everybody knows you can't mess with fire hydrants. Right. Right? So, I'm going to say if you mess around with a fire hydrant, 500 bucks.
2: <laughs> 160. <laughs> Wow. I am all
1: over the map Our here. Our
2: priorities, right? Yep. In the city of Calgary, 160, 160
1: bucks. It's cheaper to block a fire hydrant <laughs> than it is to hide a fridge.
2: No, this makes me not want to have a corner unit house. Like if I have oh to deal with God. a fire hydrant, right? I'm gonna
1: put my fridge next to my fire hydrant, <laughs> <laughs> and then park my car on the lawn. <laughs> lo-
2: <laughs> next up is graffiti. Ooh.
1: Okay,
2: so there's a couple different uh, prices here. The fine for not removing it. And then there is the fine for applying it.
1: Not removing it. A fine for not removing it, $75. Uh, Fine for applying it. Well, I mean, if you graffiti anywhere, there's going to be a fine. I'm going to say 250
2: So the fine for not removing it off your property is $150. Harsh. And if you apply it, $5,000. They really don't want you to do that. And I guess I understand. Like, I was reading up on it a little bit and... They, they they categorize it as um, includes words, figures, letters, drawing, or stickers applied, scribbled, scratched, etched, sprayed, or attached.
1: I can honestly say I've never in all of my years landscaping, all of the people I know in my personal life, everything else, nobody has ever been like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go tag my house. <laughs> um, I've never heard that or seen that. So I would... Probably believe that is more to crack down on gangs.
2: Yeah, yeah. So
1: that 5000 seems reasonable. The 150 irks me.
2: Yeah. Uh, next one is snow removal.
1: Ooh, so, yeah. Yeah,
2: we know this one. Owner occupants must remove snow within 24 hours of snowfall. If you don't, the city will bill you a certain amount of money. Uh, well, I'll say 150 bucks for clearing it on your behalf. And then uh, if you don't pay it, that amount will be added to your annual property tax bill. But here's the thing. So if you do not clear it, what is the fine?
1: Okay, you know what's funny? You did not get fined. No, I didn't. So we had some neighbors that weren't great. The problem with the neighbors, not us. I'm not saying I'm perfect. I'm very clearly not, but it wasn't us. And I always remove my uh, snow because I always picture uh, like seniors or um, people with disabilities. We have to make life accessible for them. Yeah. Uh, and they actually call bylaw on us. What? Yeah, and we got a letter, and then I called bylaw, and I was like, I just want to let you know that I know you can't tell me who did this, but whoever is doing it is wasting your time. I got the letter that threatened me with a fine, and I can't remember how much it was. Yes. Oh
2: my god. It sucks.
1: I've actually seen it. I've actually had it addressed (laughs) to me. It's real. Yeah. Well, if they're gonna do it for 150, it has to be cheaper than that. Hundred bucks.
2: (laughs) Okay, so there's three tiers. Oh. The first tier, two hundred and fifty bucks. Second tier, five hundred dollars. Third tier, seven hundred and fifty bucks. And then if you keep doing it, it is like every month consecutively.
1: Oh, I thought you were gonna say they take your sidewalk no. up. <laughs> uh, you okay, so here's an interesting one. Yeah. Everywhere I have lived in Canada, yeah. nowhere else are you responsible for your own snow removal. What? Yeah.
2: Everywhere else? Are every, you serious? Everywhere. Wait, who does it? City. The city come by and get every single sidewalk?
1: Every single sidewalk and every single street. Wow. Yeah. Everywhere is plowed. My parents, when they moved here, so it was before uh, the internet when you could look everything up, uh, and they actually got the notice.
2: Oh, my goodness. And they, they
1: had no idea. They thought snow removal was included where it is everywhere else.
2: Huh.
1: I, I'm just going to say this. So uh, where my sister lives, she's overlooking uh, the Bowness Lagoon. Yeah. Okay. I was looking at the lagoon because it's quite pretty. I was over uh, visiting. Uh, So, sidewalk in front of her building, uh, total mess. The crosswalks, forget about it. They were plowing the lagoon so people could go figure skating. Wow. Yeah. Not kidding. There was a tractor on the ice plowing the lagoon. you got to be able to skate. You may not be able to get there, but we want you to be able to...
2: (laughs) We have our priorities, Colin. Um, Okay, next one is building maintenance. So... Balconies, decks, porches, stairs must be free of significant damage. Peeling surfaces if they're broken. Missing, like a railing. Um, Rotting, lack of general maintenance. What is the fine for that in Calgary?
1: You're going with graffiti being $150, not cleaning that up. I'd say they're in the same ballpark. Maybe that's more dangerous because you could fall through uh, a rotted stair or somebody could get into your backyard and uh, get into your fridge. Uh <laughs> you, you love that, eh? Hey? <laughs> I never thought there would be a law on putting a fridge in a backyard, but uh that's one I I just can't let go. I'm going to say I'm going to say it's the same as graffiti. I'm going to say 150 bucks.
2: Yeah, pretty close. It's 200 bucks. Okay, yep. Yeah. Yeah.
1: At least I went under this exactly. time. Every one of them I'm like, I think mean, that should be 10,000. You're like, uh 8.
2: This is why you're calling and yeah. not with the city. <laughs> uh next one, so trees and shrubs.
1: Oh, okay. Right.
2: You know, with private property, Calgary, as you mentioned, we have a bunch of different laws with regards to height, yep. things being kept, pruning, all of that kind of thing. But if you see a tree or shrub on public property, you can't prune it. You can't attach objects to it. You know how some people will like staple things into yep. trees. You can't okay, do yep. that. You can't spray them with anything other than water without permission. So, sure. so what if you do it without permission? You become a daredevil.
1: Well, you can jeopardize the health of the plant, or you could be uh, spraying a poison if you don't know what you're doing, that could hurt the plant or hurt the people or hurt the birds.
2: Yeah.
1: I'm going to say $500.
2: No, half that. 250 bucks. Uh, that's what
1: I meant. $500 twice.
2: Right. <laughs> Two trees were yeah, harmed in the exactly. making of this. Yeah. Yeah. So that's 250 bucks for a public property. Defamation I think of that a one tree. should
1: be. I think that one should be more.
2: Yeah. Protect the trees. <laughs> well, well we're, we're tree people. Yeah.
1: So, yeah. Fair. Exactly, yeah. Actually, yeah. We might be biased on that. <laughs> well, like snow removal, that's ridiculous. You hurt a tree. <laughs> uh Two years in jail. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what do you mean a fine? That should be jail time. Yeah.
2: Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> okay. So the final one, you must ensure noxious weeds are under control and do not spread. Fair. Note. A dandelion no longer considered a noxious weed. Bam! Woo-hoo, small yeah, victory. Go
1: dandelion.
2: So what happens if you don't? What's the fine for letting the weeds grow wild? The noxious weeds, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Noxious, well, I'm going to say creeping one. bell. Yeah. Yeah,
1: that's definitely in there. Uh, the fine for not getting creeping bell under control after you've been warned or, or been reported, I yeah. should say, uh, I am going to say it is $250. I
2: $400. I didn't
1: redeem myself at all. No. I have no clue.
2: <laughs> These are obviously all done on a on a complaint basis. Yeah. So it's not like, you know, here in Calgary, we have bylaw officers going out to every single yard, exactly. making sure you're taking care of Well, all- the
1: thing is, as is I've, I've said before, I have creeping bell in my lawn. Yeah. Okay, I do keep it under control. Yes, it doesn't exactly. spread.
2: That wraps us up for our weird garden laws. Um, I want to kind of... S- end on this note. I saw this really funny sign that uh, somebody put outside their tree, and it said, "Please stop stealing our fruit. It isn't ripe yet, so it will taste sour like your thieving soul." <laughs> 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 this week's hypothetical question is: What is a garden crime in your books?
1: Ooh! Oh my god!
2: I know we were talking earlier about g- a color clashing. Yeah, right. Little faux pas.
1: See, I, and that—that that I was joking with, because I, yes, with clothes, I, I absolutely—I look at some clothes and I go, "Oh my god, <laughs> hot pink with orange, come on!" Yeah, and I don't have much of a sense of style, but I find that nothing clashes in a garden. Yeah. Okay, my personal eye—I yeah. don't—I don't see that.
2: There's got to be a faux pas for you.
1: I don't like topiaries. I don't like when people <laughs> cut their trees into uh, corkscrews no. or cut all the branches off and just make little pom-pom balls at the end oh. that it just looks so alien to yes. me. I, I, and, I, and here's the funny thing. When I was a kid, I was fascinated by them and I loved them. Yep. I do not understand how somebody can look at a topiary and think that it's <laughs> lovely. And I've had the debate. Did, did you ever know the clothing line, uh, denim line, parasuco? No. Okay, it was a it was a big clothing line back in the day. Well, we did the landscaping on their house, and they were great. They were really, really fun Uh, people. They would come out and talk to us. They loved their topiaries, and we would fight with them all the time. (laughs) We'd be like, "No, I'm sorry, I cannot." And we we had so much banter with them. Great people. At the end of the day, yeah, they got their topiaries, of course, but it's just. That is my personal garden crime.
2: Yeah. Uh, you know, $750 gonna, fine. I know. <laughs> I, oh, I like that. Set her own fine. <laughs> it's interesting because, you know, when I was thinking about this question, I was thinking about, you know, how uh, unpopular opinion, lawn flamingos are always a thing, right? I love oh, lawn my,
1: flamingos. You use them to measure snow. I do. I
2: really do, though. So, like, I have a lawn flamingo in my yard and I... <laughs> Like people usually put on a glass and like, we got three centimeters yeah. of snow. And I'm like, there's three centimeters on the hump of my flamingo. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <so bad. laughs> it's, it's awesome. And then I was thinking about, oh, you know, what really sucks is when you blow all of the leaves from your yard into the road. And then it's Ooh. like you don't compost any of it. You're just like, OK, job done. Bye. And then they end up on your neighbor's yard or whatever the case may be. My I- thing, though, honestly, I was thinking about it and to go, kind of go back to lawn flamingos. I can't do gargoyles. I've never okay. been able to do gargoyles. I've seen gargoyles. I had a friend. Um, uh, you remember Sue who used to work here? Yeah, yeah. She loved gargoyles and I respected her for it. I really did because she went all in. She loved yep. it. For me, I've never been able to get into it. I, uh, you know me, I'm cutesy when it comes to gardening. Right. There was a
1: cool cartoon called The Gargoyles.
2: I, not, not. I mean, I remember the cartoon. I really do, but it was just never my vibe. And I don't know if it's just like the dark gloominess in the garden, or and I'm sure a, a bunch of people, like you said, it's a, it's a personal aesthetic, yep. right? But for me, garden, gar, like I would do gnomes. Flipping love gnomes. Yep. Like gnomes are a garden fashion, but the faux pas is the gargoyle for me.
1: Garden ornaments like anything, they're very personal. Yeah, and it always makes me smile when I see people go way over the top. And there's like, you know, sixty or seventy, and there's gnomes and there's gargoyles in there, and I'm like, right on. Yeah, like you, and, yeah. and then you see one, and it's strategically placed, and it's very yes. beautiful, and yeah. I'm okay with that. But it never bothers me what it is. Yeah, it if it, if, it, if it's a fountain, a gnome, a flamingo. And I'm just like, yeah, sure. I'm okay with that. But that's inter- no gargoyles, <laughs> no eh? No
2: gargoyles for me. Okay. <laughs> but that wraps us up for this week. Um, if you're listening on Spotify, make sure to give us a like, leave us a review, give us your perspective on our polls and question of the week. What is your garden crime? I'm very interested to know yeah. what you think. You can also leave us an anonymous voicemail there on Spotify. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Goldenacre, um, And you can send us an email, info at goldenacre.ca just put podcast somewhere in the subject line and then we'll see it and respond back to you Um, but that wraps us up for this week i really loved looking at garden crime yeah that was
1: that was a lot of fun i i thought i would do better on the uh (laughs) quiz section but (laughs) knew not to be that was a lot of fun and yeah yeah, I, i i would love to hear uh what other people consider to be a crime against garden
2: yeah exactly well we'll catch you next weekend
1: bye everyone